Hello, I'm Michael Cantrell, and you are listening to the Prison Officer Podcast, a place to have a conversation about the forgotten cops that work in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do to keep this world safe. If you love this podcast, hit the follow button, or better yet, share with your family, friends, or coworkers. In more than 28 years of corrections, I have used or supervised Pepperball hundreds of times. Now, as a master instructor for Pepperball, I teach others about the versatility and effectiveness of this Pepperball system. From cell extractions to disturbances on the rec yard, Pepperball is the first option in my correctional toolbox. One of the most dangerous times for officers is during cell extractions. Pepperball allows officers to respond with the lowest level of force and still be effective and ready if the situation escalates. The responding officer controls where the projectiles are aimed, how many projectiles are launched, and how rapidly they're deployed. This allows the response to be tailored to the moment. To learn more about Pepperball, go to www.pepperball.com or click the link below in the show's information guide. Pepperball is the safer option first. Hello, and welcome back to the Prison Officer Podcast. I did have some other ideas for this episode, but uh, on the 4th of July, I was checking a Facebook page, which I do. Um, The Prison Officer Podcast is on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I'm also on Twitter. So I get on the social media, and I like to see what people say and some of the comments they leave for me. And for those of you who've taken the time to send me a message, I really do appreciate those. I try to respond to all of them. Um, it means a lot to hear from everything from veteran correctional officers to rookies who are starting next week and are excited and would like to know, you know, what can they do to, to succeed. I really appreciate that. And I do get on social media pretty regular just to look at that. Uh, there are a few other groups that I check out. I don't get a lot on social media, but, uh, there's a few other groups I've joined on Facebook for one. One of those is the Correctional Officer Brotherhood. And while scrolling through the other day, I saw a post. And this, I saw this post, and it just really threw me back. And then as I read through the comments, it bothered me even more. A sheriff has posted on apparently what is their jail Facebook page, or maybe his personal page, I'm not sure which. But it says, a huge thank you to one of our amazing citizens who wanted to donate pizza for both the inmates and the sheriff's office staff working this evening. Where do we start with this? (laughs) Um, First, I'll just start with the picture that was posted with it. I'm looking in the background at jail cell doors that are open while inmates are standing around in improper uniforms with pizza on a table. Um, And I guess they're having a good time. They're (laughs) They're not smiling, and at least I don't see staff there with them, even though it says the pizza was brought in for both inmates and sheriff's office staff. Well, let's start with the citizen. And this is this is a thought I have a lot these days. I don't understand it. I didn't understand it when I was working in corrections. And I think there is this huge gap between what citizens think they know about corrections and what corrections actually is. Um, now, this citizen wanted to go buy pizza for the sheriff's office staff that happened to be working on the holiday. You know, that's a wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, the fact that they wanted to buy pizza 
for inmates is a whole nother world. Number one, I guess my question always is and always has been. I've watched all the religious volunteers over the years and they pack themselves into prisons. They give up the holidays with their family to come sit with inmates. Um, why aren't you at the local nursing home? Why don't you go sit with somebody's grandma and grandpa, you know, who's at the end of their life, um, needs some joy in their life. If you've ever been to a nursing home, they're not the, the happiest places in the world. A lot of those people, in order to get into the nursing home these days, have lost everything. Their farm was taken, their house was taken, so that they could get on Medicare, so that they could afford the six to $8,000 a month that it costs to, to have uh, nursing care inside a nursing home. So these people, who probably didn't do anything, and if they did, uh, I'm not saying some of them couldn't have been in jail at some point in their life, but they they paid their debt and they moved on. But these people sitting in the nursing home, don't they deserve a pizza party a little more? Shouldn't we be thinking about them? And not just them. How about um, how about the local veterans? Anybody go down to the local veterans hospital and, and buy pizza party for the local veterans who served our country, who gave a limb or life or, or uh, many other traumatic injuries, some that can't be seen? What about those guys and gals? Did anybody send pizza to them? Uh, how about the local children's home? You know, you look at these inmates sitting here eating pizzas. Are they being good fathers? Are their kids in the local children's home? Did they make the decisions for their family that they should have? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that there's probably some kids involved here somewhere. But I know there's children's homes now for kids who don't have parents or parents who are locked up or, or parents who aren't able to be there for because they like their addiction more than they like their children. But uh, I know that's going to hit some of you pretty harsh, but that's the way I feel about it. So my first question is for the citizen. Why here? Why is this where you want to spend your hard-earned money supporting inmates? That doesn't make sense to me, and it never will. So let's move on to the next thing. The next thing is we spend, and I know you do too, if you're working out there, a large portion of your weekly, monthly, yearly check is being taken and given to the federal government or the state government or the county government, city government. They use that money to take care of these inmates. These inmates get everything that they need. They are treated very well. They get meals. They get showers. They get uh, recreation. They get education. They get the whole gamut of stuff that our tax money pays for. And I don't have figures in front of me. I know one off the top of my head. The Federal Bureau of Prisons spends more than $8 billion a year taking care of inmates. We don't need citizens buying pizza for them. They get food. They get state-issued, government-issued food. And that's all they need. Now, I've been around for a long time. I know that several agencies pass out Christmas bags. I've always been against it. I don't believe in Christmas bags. It's another form of contraband to get passed around in that prison. Usually I have to throw some of that stuff away. Come, It's going bad in April. They've had it in the back of their locker if they haven't already traded somebody for some other type of contraband. 
I've never been for that. Now I have seen institutions where on the 4th of July, they'll pull out the grills and we'll take the hamburgers and hot dogs that those inmates were already going to be served. That was already their government issued food and put it on a grill, you know, fix it up a little bit, throw some potato salad in there made by staff for inmates with government issued produce and, and meats and stuff. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But to have somebody bringing pizza in from the outside and rewarding these inmates for whatever type of behavior, which is, leads me to my next portion on this, we've talked about the citizen that brought this in. Now let's talk about some of these responses from correctional officers, apparently. I see one here. And he says, having worked in law enforcement and having to work the corrections side as a CO and deputy, little stuff like this goes a long way in maintaining order and protecting staff. If you work it, you know. Not all inmates deserve, but there are many that earn it. Inmates that earn a pizza party because they maintained order and this protects staff? I don't know who you're kidding. This is the one of the most horrible things I've ever read, except for the fact that I've worked with these people before. Um, these are the people that get staff hurt. I worked with for many years, worked with a lieutenant who was very comfortable on his shift, walking down the walk and making deals with inmates. Hey, here's some crackers. We'd get little packages of crackers. Hey, in the mental health unit. I'll give you some crackers if you'll be good today. Here's three packages. You were good yesterday and bribed inmates for their good behavior. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'm not bribing inmates in order to have good behavior. Good behavior is an expectation and professional correctional officers have expectations of inmates. And one of the expectations is that they do what they're supposed to, I don't pay them to maintain order and I'm damn sure not paying them as a way to protect staff. The only thing you're doing is setting yourself up for manipulation because if you're going to pay them a package of crackers today, then here in a week, they're going to act up and you're going to have to pay them two packages and then you're going to have to pay them more packages and then you're going to have to bring them something else because they're tired of crackers and then you're going to have to bring them stuff they're not supposed to have. Because it's no longer good enough for them to do it for just a package of crackers. Now you're going to be bringing them whatever, whatever it is they want. And you're going to get yourself caught up in staff manipulation. And you've set the tone for your whole institution, your whole jail, your whole prison. If inmates think, well, all I have to do to get something is to act up because they'll pay me not to. This is a sad, sad way to to run a prison manipulation. The manipulation part of this is also the fact that that citizen brought in pizza for staff and inmates on that shift. Now I didn't see a picture of staff and inmates eating pizza together, but if you don't think that builds a bond, if you don't think that, Hey boss, that pizza was good. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty good pizza. They've built a bond there that they should not be building. You're opening yourself up for manipulation. 
you're opening your department, your agency up for manipulation when you do that kind of stuff. Inmates and staff should not be sharing the same stuff. There's no way and no, hopefully there's no academy in the country teaching this. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, wow, he just wants those inmates beat down. They shouldn't get anything. No, they should get what our tax money pays them to have. That's what they get. You guys, and I see this a lot these days, we've talked about this victim mentality that's going around a lot. And they've given, they've put this victim mentality on inmates. Inmates are now victims of crime. Inmates are no longer responsible for their decisions that they made. They're just victims of crime. Crime is this thing that goes on in the world somewhere. And and these guys walked into it. Oops. That's not the way it happens. And you know it. In order to end up in jail or in prison, you've had to have made choices that led you there. And I'm going to tell you, not everybody agrees with me on this, but I've heard a lot of inmates say, well, you know, that wasn't right. I'm in here for something I didn't do. But you were walking that line. You were balancing on that beam. You didn't want to you didn't want to step over here because this was too good. You didn't want to step over there because it was too bad. And you're walking this little balance down the middle. And then on that one day where you fall off a little bit on the bad side, oh, now it's everybody else's fault. That wasn't my fault. Yes, it was your fault. You were playing around on the edge. Well, I didn't do real drugs. I just did marijuana. Until that time that the friend brings the heavier stuff, the meth, to the party. Oh, that just happens to be the night that uh, cops show up to bust that party. But you never did meth before. Well, you did it that time. You made decisions that led you down that path. Like it or not, you're not a victim. Crime isn't this thing that you just fall into. This whole victim mentality is getting hard to understand. I saw a billboard the other day, uh, driving home and it said, um, drug addiction, isn't your fault. It's a disease. Drug addiction is your fault. The fact that you're making choices to do drugs instead of, oh, I don't know, have a job, take care of your children, save some money for retirement, do something productive for society. You could be doing all those things but you're not, you're doing drugs. And then you fell off one day and you ended up in jail and now you're a victim. And now some citizens buying pizza for you. I'm lost. (laughs) I'm truly lost at the way this thought process is starting to go. I saw a post the other day on, um, and I don't remember which site it was on, but somebody made the statement that, um, Part of a correctional officer's job is rehabilitation of inmates. I'm here to tell you, and I'm sorry if people don't like this, but a correctional officer's job is to keep inmates inside the wire, keep them inside the wall, keep them inside the fence. You are paid to stand a line, like it or not. That's what you're paid to do. You're not paid to rehabilitate inmates. I'm not saying that your example can't help. I'm not saying that you can't be part of them becoming better people, but your job is not rehabilitation. There are people inside there that are paid for that. It's not you. 
That's a counselor's job. That's an educator's job. That's a chaplain's job. A correctional officer's job is to stand a line, to protect the citizens. I firmly believe this because I understand what was put in place in order for us to have a criminal justice system. I'll go over this real quick. A lot of people don't understand how this began, but criminal justice originally was basically two things. There was corporal punishment. There was capital punishment. There wasn't much else. You could be punished with a whip, being flogged, being tarred and feathered. Um, Even over in Europe, sometimes they had some really interesting things where, you know, you had to wear a helmet uh, if you were caught gossiping and different stuff. It's really crazy. But it was either corporal punishment or it was death. There wasn't a whole lot of jail time. And if you look back through history, you'll see other than some debtors prisons, which people were basically put into until they died, unless somebody showed up with money. With the exception of those, prison wasn't an option except for aristocracy, you know, or generals of armies, stuff like that. They might put them inside a prison, say the Tower of London's an example. For the general citizenry, you didn't go to prison. Now, one of the things that came along over the, the centuries was, as a group, we decided that we were willing to give up a little bit of our own treasure, which is our money, and we were willing to give up a little bit of our own freedom. And that allows a government to rule over us. We've, we've decided to live in a community of people and given the government the ability to make laws and make decisions on our behalf. In a democracy, we get to vote the people in that do that. But basically, that's how it works. So our legal system basically has three areas. One of those is enforcement. And that's our police officers. They do a great job, a hard job. I really, I've been in corrections a long time. I don't know that I could go do their job. I don't know that I have the the mental makeup for making those decisions with uh, people on the streets. But they do a great job out there. And law enforcement is the one who stops the criminals, who catches the criminals, who prevent crime while it's going on. Okay. Next, we have our judicial part. And our judiciary is the ones who determine guilt, innocence, who determine uh, a sentence. How long a sentence is this going to be? What is your sentence? Is it corporal punishment? Is it capital punishment? Or is it prison time? We've added prison time. And then finally, after those two sections of our legal system get done, they hand that individual over to us. They hand them over to corrections. We're the ones that stand the line that keep criminals who have been caught, who have been judged. We keep them inside a wall or a fence. We keep them away from society. It's not all about punishment. And we forget that. That's part of the discussion that's not happening these days. People have come to the the realization on their own because they don't understand history and they don't understand government that prison is punishment. Prison is only partially punishment. Prison is safety 
for the citizenry who make good decisions, who don't want to be criminals, who don't want to have their house broke into, who don't want to have their catalytic converters stolen so that somebody can buy some meth today, who don't want to have their kids endangered, who want to live a free, peaceful life. They want to go to a 4th of July celebration and shoot off fireworks and be with family and have a good life. They made those choices. They've given up their treasure. They've given up part of their freedom to let others make decisions for them as a government. That's why we have corrections. Corrections isn't totally about punishment, and it's definitely not about victims. So we need to get away from that narrative. We need to get that out of our thought process that these victims need a pizza party at the local jail. My world, that's just, there's so many things wrong with that. I guess one more thing I'll touch on that was brought to light with this post was the number of agencies, jails, whatever, who get to order candy and ice cream and pizza for fundraisers. And I see a lot of posts about that. Uh, that many of these agencies think this is normal for inmates to be able to order um, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A on a Friday or or they have um, one here has Little Caesars pizza that they're allowed to order four pizzas and they charge them $10. Uh, what's wrong with that? Here's another one that does uh, pizza, cookies, and other food and meal for the inmates. Uh, sometimes they share that food with the staff even. We even have an annual car show that we hold for the inmates. So I noticed there's just a ton of these um, places that apparently allow inmates to order fast food and they have fundraisers and they can buy stuff through the commissary that's brought in from outside. Little Caesars pizzas, Chick-fil-A. I see a lot of this on here. So the thought process here seems to be What's wrong with that? That's a good thing for the inmates. It keeps them happy. Keeps them happy. Well, here, let me, t- let me tell you how prison works. Um, if you think that an inmate with a Chick-fil-A is going to eat that with no other thought of how it can be used to further his time in jail, then you've never worked in jail. What you've got going on is people who can't afford to buy a Chick-fil-A in prison. So what they do is favors for people who can't afford Chick-fil-A or Caesar's pizza. I'm not picking on Chick-fil-A. You've got an inmate that can't afford it. And you've got an inmate that can afford it. And they are going to make a deal. Now, what's that deal going to be about? Might be something no more than uh, cleaning their cell. I'll give you that. Maybe he's going to do laundry for him next week. He doesn't have to do his own laundry. But everything in prison costs, and everything in prison has to be paid for in one way or another. Like it or not, some of that's going to be drugs, some of that's going to be sex, some of that's going to be weapons, and all of this is going to be able to be traced back to another form of currency in your prison or in your jail. Everything that you bring inside that prison becomes a form of currency. When they get done with those pizzas, they're going to be some some pizza crust left in there. Somebody's going to throw it all into one pizza box, and they're going to throw it in the trash. 
And one of the orderlies is going to pull that out of the trash. And you know what he's going to do with it? And he's going to sell it to somebody who probably, what do you think? He's just going to sit in his cell and, and eat pizza crust the next couple of days. Or let's think like an inmate. Maybe he's going to take that really high yeast bread and he's going to shove that down in a jar with some fruit, with some fruit juice, whatever they can come up with. And we're going to have hooch. And then one of these nights, probably on a shift that this didn't happen on, these guys are going to pull out this hooch and they're going to drink it. And now you're going to have to fight three or four guys in a cell who are drunk on prison hooch that was made from the yeast of pizza dough. Is that a stretch? I don't think so, but I've been around a long time. I worked at several prisons. I've seen a lot of stuff. What I do know is that as a correctional officer, my job was, and your job is, to stand that line between criminals and society. These are not victims. These are not your friends. These are not somebody to have a pizza party with. They are your charge. You are not responsible for their happiness. You are responsible for their incarceration in a safe, humane way that they get fed, that they get showers, that they have access to ways to improve themselves. But a correctional officer's job is not rehabilitation. Rehabilitation is something that can occur in prison, but a correctional officer's job is to stand the line. That wall is yours, and it's the only defense that good citizens have between them and criminals. I know my views aren't always the most popular, but I will tell you they are honest. I hope you have a good day, and I hope somebody remembers to bring you pizza on your shift uh, to say thank you for uh, the job that you guys do out there. It's a tough job. It's getting tougher by the day. Uh, Public perceptions making that job even tougher. So listen to each other, take care of each other, and watch each other's back out there behind those walls. This is Mike Cantrell. I'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to support the Prisoner Officer Podcast is to share these episodes with your friends or or family on social media. Let me invite you to visit www.theprisonofficer.com. If you haven't already, check out the Prison Officer Podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button. Or leave us a message, or better yet, leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, please click the subscribe button. Until next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back, and please take care of each other out there behind those walls. 